This is NPC and you can't see me. <laughs> All right. Episode 57 of Not Politically Correct. What is going down, everybody? It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha, a.k.a. Mexican Raiden, a.k.a. Hankahook, a.k.a. E-T-E. And you can find me on Twitter at C-Nova KPZ. It is good to be back. I feel like I haven't seen you guys in about a month. This is ridiculous. You hate to see it. Yeah. Apparently, it's them you hate to see. It's your boy, Will <laughs> McCoy, a.k.a. Mr. What It Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God, a.k.a. No Cap Charlie, a.k.a. Smooth, smooth Job Johnny, a.k.a. Dope Dub Danny, a.k.a. Hallway Jones, because your, your bitch might make me a ringtone. What's going on? You should have friends like mine. And you can find me on uh, Twitter and on Instagram at Real McCoy KPZ and uh, Snapchat here and there. You can't remember, as well not even mention Snapchat. It's really Instagram. I should. Or Instagram. Yeah. That's it. You can find me on Twitter at RumorCodeKBZ and Snapchat at RumorCodeRebel. Boom. My name is Cody. <laughs> they call me Brody. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm ghost because I'm ghostly. AKA <laughs> Holy. Ghost because you can't see me. <laughs> Be in the house like I'm Jody. Embellish your name, Lee. What is planet looking at? <laughs> Look, we're planet. A planet of our keys. <laughs> Uh, too many napkins. <laughs> 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 Embellishing Emily, nickname Nathaniel. Chris uh, Delia. <laughs> Was that my hair? <laughs> mm-hmm. Cody Delia. <laughs> Delia, you're breaking my heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, fuck. It has. <laughs> CD record. Fucking. Find out his other names when you follow him on social media at Tico on everything. You gotta die. Cody Brody Ghost. Nick Embellishing Emily. Nickname Nathaniel. Nava Jojo. Ben Jojo. Steve Socks. No longer Popcorn Paul. Hank Hill, cuz. Damn it, Bobby. Uh, Ned Flanders. Uh, Shaq, cause ooh, that's hot. And and Caucasian consultant. Uh, CD required everything. Did I get them all? Also, yeah, can we call him Strokey Steve? Because why'd you slow down your whole conversation like you had a stroke? Because I for, you know, I literally <laughs> forgot all my AKs. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> I just been planning on not remembering. <laughs> Yep, Russ Borman, a.k.a. <laughs> Scores cute, macho yeah. man. Yeah, macho man, yeah. <laughs> hey, brother. Gonna tell you all my nicknames, yeah. <laughs> Teddy Russ, yeah. Russ the bus. Yeah. And you can find me, yeah. <laughs> on the social media platform. <laughs> all right. All right. No, you might as well finish no, it out, no. dog. Yeah. This is gonna be your Russell Prosty segment. You got like this, part. too. Because yeah, yeah. when you believe. On Twitter. It's rated ACKZ underscore R-E-Y-D-E-T. <laughs> on the Snapchat, the same handle. You can find me there. On IG, at C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-U-P-I-D-I-T-Y. I-D-I-T-Y. I-D-I-T-Y. Yeah, because we got real, real people. Yeah. Rising to the top. What is going on? What's going on in sports? Yeah, let's go. Shit, Cody died. The motherfuckers just start losing their minds. <laughs>
<laughs> Who's that one that you, you did that like really blew me away? Was it like Gilbert Gottfried or something? <laughs> well, you, you did Gilbert Gottfried. Where was I? Like, nah. Do that again. <laughs> I don't know if I did. Did I do there Gilbert Gottfried? There was like a white person that I was like, he can't. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't know. Did I did I do Gilbert Gottfried before? We're gonna find out. Try it. We're gonna find out. Wait, hold on. When one person walks into a bar, oh god, <laughs> and he yells at the bartender. <laughs> <laughs> was that a little too loud? I think that was a little too loud. Oh, you know, that, you know, in that voice? <laughs> that hurts the throat, G. <laughs> Pause. Uh, well, this has been quite the intro. And if you want to keep up with stuff like this outside of actually listening to the show, which you should still listen to, you can find us on Facebook at Not Politically Correct Podcast. You can like our page at NPC Podcast for updates. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at NotPCPodcast. We are anywhere that you can listen to anything. That includes iTunes, the podcast app, uh, Spotify, uh, Spreaker, Google Play, all of that good shit at Not Politically Correct Podcast. Hell yeah. Cody? And sports. <laughs> I do a lot better when you do the ticket ticket sports. Sports. All right. Slim Shady had a little set of twin babies. All that energy and now (laughs) everything's deflated. To kill the mood. Um, So, yeah, I wanted to start uh, with saying the names of all nine victims uh, because everybody should be known. Um, There's Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, John Eltobelli. He was the baseball coach in there. Um, Carrie Eltobelli. Alyssa Eltabelli, Christina Mauser, Sarah Chester, Peyton Chester, and the pilot era, Ara uh, Zobayan. Um, but yeah, I could talk about um, you know all his numbers and stats and championships and et cetera, all that jazz. But uh, I just want to talk about how he was as a person because he really obviously affected and touched a lot of people. Um, you like to do eight seconds of silence in four of them? Was it going to be eight or 24? Well, we can do 24 times eight and do that. 24 times eight. Times the square root of eight. Because square root is to the second power, and that's GG, number two. His daughter. That, that's so, how long yeah. you want to be quiet for? Eight no, seconds. just you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, we'll do eight seconds. I could talk about how, uh, you know, the negativity things too, because there's, you know, how the families felt um, finding out the news for the first time from TMZ or social medias, Um, how a reporter fumbled a word and people thought that she said a racial slur, Uh, how another reporter got suspended for burning up his uh, rape allegation trials. Or comedian Ari Shafir um, got dropped from his sponsors for saying some outlandish and rude remarks regarding uh, this sad and unfortunate situation. But I don't want any negativity going on right this. Um, so for me, or it started out kind of, I'll say the story, because everyone knows how close Kobe and LeBron were. And Saturday, January 25th, LeBron surpassed Kobe in most points. 
in Philadelphia, which is where Kobe's from, and Kobe tweeted congratulating him. And then the morning of, um, Kobe actually tweeted um, Sharif O'Neal, um, Shaq's son, and asked, like, you good? And they were, he was trying to text him back. But um, I just want to go over how we each found out first about the news and how we felt. Um, for me, I was having a really good weekend, and that Sunday morning was good, and I was smiling. I was just about to walk out the door. My mom calls me, and... And she said, you hear about Kobe? And just the tone of her voice, I'm like, no, like what? Like the suspense. And she's like, well, I don't know if it's true or not, but they said that he died in a helicopter crash. I heard it from TMZ. And I'm like, Ugh. And I, don't, I was just going through like all the five stages of, you know, grief. Because I started off obviously in denial and then anger like why like there's no reason for this it's not like he died of drugs or like he did anything but like it's ridiculous and I just kind of really broke down and couldn't stop crying like he means so much to me and he's like an inspiration and always like promoted like you know reach for your goals don't give up and always had that hard work and effort well um, I think Kobe as a as a entity was super like dope outside of sports. I just think kind of like the way when he spoke about things like fatherhood, when he spoke about like things that he wanted to, you know, do in the world. Like even when he was talking about players <clears throat> being able to stand up and talk about, you know, and advocate for what they're worth and and getting what they're worth from owners and things of that nature. Even when he was on stuff like that, it was just really more of an inspirational way in the way he spoke about it. Um, you know, he, he just kind of like, his whole mentality was being not only great, but betterment of, you know, whatever came before. You know what I'm saying? Like, even, he was, there's an interview where he's on like a, a late night talk show and um, he, I can't remember who was talking, I don't know if it was Jimmy Fallon or what, but he was talking to one of those guys and they were talking about how his He'll be with his daughter, or he used to be with his daughter. It was Jimmy yeah. Kimmel. Dinner. Jimmy Kimmel, yep. Uh, he used to mm -hmm. be with his daughter, um, and people would walk up to him and be blatantly saying things like, you got, you and your wife got to have a son so that way you can carry on this legacy or whatever, and how his daughter would jump in and say, oh, you know, I, I got this. Like, you know. And that's dope that she had that same Mamba mentality, too. Like, it's not like Kobe had to step in and say something. Like, she took it upon herself. Right, exactly, and so it's like everything. His whole thing was like, he, once you say that, like, he was like, "Yeah, you know what? You do got this." Like, he just kind of had this way of pushing people, himself, and those who were inspired by him to do great things. And I think that's the best. That's the best, you know, thing we can take from from him. If we're gonna move to move outside of him just as a sports figure, those are the key things to take away from somebody. I feel like, you know what I mean? So. Do you have as a as a <clears throat> probably the most dedicated Kobe fan here? Do you have a favorite Kobe moment like on the court, like something that like you know he got the eighty one points, the sixty points he did in this final game, you know the shit he did in the finals in the early two thousand and then again um, when they went back to back in the in twenty ten. Um, I don't know about a favorite moment like that. There's because honestly, like I can't pick and choose. There's yeah, so many, there's but so many. that's great. But I love 
Um, there's a film called Kobe Doing Work, and it's um, Spike Lee directed shooting Kobe in a game and like watching him play. And he was planning this, and they changed dates, but the original date was supposed to be Kobe playing the Knicks in Madison Square Garden. And that night, Kobe dropped like, I forget what it is, like 50 some points or something. And at post game interview, he says that was for Spike, because <laughs> that's Spike Lee's team was the Knicks, um, or is. And uh, but they did it a different time. But so they recorded and play, and then the whole Kobe doing work is, you watch him, they zoom in and stuff like that. They have like mics on him, and he's actually commentating. Well, this is why I did this. I should have done that. This and that. Blah blah. blah. It's like really interesting to see his like basketball IQ, and it's like his intellect but it's like lighthearted too and he's laughing at stuff like that's me telling phil jackson get me in the goddamn game right now and <laughs> yeah it, he's very calculated i feel like <clears throat> and he rem- a lot of what kobe did reminds me of jordan so so there's a mon this is like a plethora of clips that have now resurfaced you know in light of his death things in, that he was in and things in relation to him so they're talking about his rookie year playing against jordan and they go up to Jordan after a game and they're like, you know, what did you, they saw you whispering something, you know, to Kobe, you know, you got to go on the court. And Jordan basically said, and I'm paraphrasing, but he basically said something like this. He was like, oh, the kid asked me a question about, you know, how do I already know where the defense is going? He said, you can, and this was really actually interesting for me. You may want to like play basketball a little bit just to try it out. (laughs) He's like, you can always tell where defense is by the movement of their feet, like the sound and like the like weight of their feet. Their feet yeah. Right, right. He's like, if you can tell where they're going to go just by like the, like, <clears throat> if you're paying attention to their feet, you can tell where they're going to go. And he could say how great Kobe was going to be in the future. 2013, Damian Lillard is a rookie, I believe. And he drops and he's playing against Kobe. And they ask Kobe like, uh, how did you feel about this young rookie? Same thing they asked Jordan about Kobe, and Kobe's like, this guy's, he's like, that kid's crazy, that kid's good, he's not afraid of anything, he got, he has all of the pieces, he has the three ball, the mid-range, and he's gonna be, he's gonna be unstoppable. And then you see, like, Damian Lillard comes back and leads Portland to the win last night um, against the Lakers in the first game at Staples since he died. Um, and I just think that Kobe embodied, like, those he embodied those moments of, of greatness that made you want like he could you can trace his career back to when he was playing people that he looked up to like Mike and what he t- what he took that moment to do show up show out and learn it's kind of like what Russell says you can't when he says uh don't the candle thing you can't uh, blow somebody else's candle out and your light is brighter than theirs. Yeah, yeah, because as much as he wanted to be the greatest or, you know, show everything, everyone that, you know. Yeah, your candle doesn't get brighter by blowing out someone else's. Yeah. Yeah. He still took it upon himself to teach and show his opponents. He even, during, in the middle of a game or during a game, was teaching or coaching, like, the opponent, whoever he was facing. And they were like kind of confused. Like, are you trying to trick me? This is a mind game right now. <laughs> well, really? we, we don't we don't subscribe to the the concept um, that iron sharpens iron. Um, when you're in fierce competition, um, I know it's something that um, you personally um, always say you like. T.S. Um, good competition between 
um, two opposing forces or two um, people in the same industry or whatever, you like to see the competition because it, for the most part, makes the playing field, period, a lot better, a lot greater because it, it raises the standard. Yeah. But a lot of people don't subscribe to that same mentality. They think that um, competition is something meaning that I have to be better than you in order to achieve certain things. But it's actually I have to be better so that you can be better to make me better to make all of this better because there's enough room for everybody. But we don't get um, we don't get ahead if we're looking to steal from others instead of just making others better because that's how we get better. It's like Vegeta right. wanting to be better than Goku, but he wants Goku to get better so he can make himself better as well. Yeah, because if you if you've seen that that um, that that show uh, or any good. I would say hero-based show. Um, the hero de- never gets better by himself. Right. At all. He always has supporting characters or yeah. friends that um, somebody might start exceeding the main character. And the main character is like, what the fuck? No, I'm the main character. I need to be better. So then he pushes forward. But then the side character is like, you bitch. I just got to. All right, fine. I feel it. I need to do better now, too. And they just keep building off of each other. Yeah. I think that's a healthy uh, it can be a healthy relationship, a healthy sibling rivalry type deal when yeah. you look to your brothers or your sisters that are on the same playing field as you and you're like, you know what, I'm going to be better than you. And then in the process of you increasing your abilities, the other person gets better too because they see the same way. Yeah. And the other side of that is it has to be unselfish. And that's what makes competi- a good competition good competition. Uh, when neither party, neither part is selfish about how they improved you can't develop new improvement ways by yourself you can only go so far so Your you need have to be correct yeah you need that outside force that outside perspective because there are things that we can't see about ourselves or about our methods that prevent us from being even better right yeah and i think i think um great competition in that in that same sense great competition is <laughs> you telling everything you know okay. not not withholding information, not withholding secrets, um, because by you giving everything you know, you might enlighten the person next to you or the person you know near you. He might, he or she might have something that you don't have that you don't. Uh-huh. And that's not to say that we you know all don't possess. We all possess some individual talents, and so you giving me the game, you know, if you're a little bit older than me or you've been doing this a little bit before me, you giving me the game might enlighten something in my talent that I have, then I can take this to the next level or take this and improve upon it based on what I now know from you, but what I have that's innate to me. And so I think that's one of the dopest things about, you know, Kobe Bryant or what what I've seen from him is that he's never been, you know, a selfish person. Yeah, he's never been one. And it's funny because we, it's funny because we always joke about him not, Passing with a ball. You always don't want to not You know, his last game, he said, everyone always complained that I never passed them the ball too much. Now they're all giving it to me and telling me to shoot. <laughs> right, right. That's like, and that's funny because I'm like, okay, do, was Kobe not a ball passer or was it like, just was he just that good where it's like, okay, you know you're going to make a move? Like, well, if it's, you it's also good. the story that he told, I don't know if I told it on the pod here before or not. Um, he told about. His rookie year, um, I think it was, yeah, he was 18, and um, and Shaq was on his team, and he kept shooting, and Shaq would go up to him like, hey, uh, I'm open, pass me the ball. I was like, all right. And then Kobe would shoot again, like, hey, I'm open. Okay. He's like, why don't you pass me the ball? 
He's like, what do you say? Uh, get my goddamn rebounds if I'm gonna <laughs> miss because you keep missing all your free throws. Like you're doing shit. Damn. He so, told Shaq that. Yeah. yeah. At, at 18. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Holy fuck! All right. Uh, yeah, fuck that. On that note, <laughs> my rebounds, bitch. <laughs> I mean, shit. Damn, I never. But had... that's like, and it's not. I don't think rude in a sense, but just that confidence too in your game or True. your person. True, and he's I, never afraid. You know what's crazy too? He, um, when it comes to like the relationship between him and Shaq, mm-hmm. like you know, there's this thing about you know him not passing the ball and him and Shaq have like bumping heads, especially after the little allegations or whatever things things that came up. But there has to be something between Kobe. And what he was as a person, even though you tell a story like that, and you you automatically think like, "Damn, what a dick!" You know what I'm saying? Like those are types of when you hear stories like that about anybody, not just Kobe. You think you want to be like, "Damn, that was selfish. That was mean." But if you think about it, Kobe has been known to push people with that. So like, it's like tough love, right? Jeremy Lin, when he played for the Lakers, um, there was a thing uh, where Kobe was telling or telling people about like he'd be in practice and he'd be like shit talking to people. And this is a time when the Lakers were pretty, eh, yeah, you know, this is towards the end of Kobe's career. And he's like, they be putting up shit, and I've seen him in practice, and they be putting up, he's like, shoot that shit, shoot that, like, be encouraging the young boys to shoot it. And then when they shoot it and they miss, he'd be like, that was shit. That was shit. Like, hopping on their ass. And on one hand, you want to be like, "Damn, that's me." But on the other hand, it's like I gotta get better, right? So, you know. And those, and he's like, and those same people will come back and be like, "Damn, all that shit talking really helped me." You know, get back to the game during that era too. Lou Williams spoke out saying that uh, Kobe took away all anybody who's wearing the Kobe shoes, and yep. he's like, "You guys are soft. soft. You don't deserve to wear my shoes." Right. <laughs> but it's in terms of uh, street ball because that's what you hear in street ball. Yeah. Play yeah. talking shit like, "Yeah, y'all, you suck. Oh, yeah, this is my court." Da 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 da. That's that's how they talk. That's how um, that's how. Jordan would talk. Yeah, That's how all yeah. the greats would talk. They talk shit to you because that gets you out of your game or make you focus. All right. So I think it's cool that uh, Kobe embodies what you guys' last Russell Prosody was about with the atmospheric pressure and yeah. uh, this alpha male type deal where sure. Kobe was a phenomenal leader, and in being a phenomenal leader, he was pulling people up with him, mm-hmm. and he he's still leading the pack. But he's also willing to share his information in order for other people to grow. He is a phenomenal example of an ideal alpha male and a person that you'd want in your atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely not like, I'm going to take the ball and take the team on my back by that way. But it's like, I'm going to put the team on my or he's he's going to make the team improve by teaching them and showing them. Right, exactly. We're going to win this game because I'm doing this, this, and this. But if you did this, 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 and this, I wouldn't have to do so much. <laughs> Let's try that next time. Did you want to speak? No. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, yeah, I, I knew how much he meant to me um, and the impact. I... I just didn't know how much of an impact he had to the rest of the world, um, which I quickly found out through the news and everyone's reactions and announcers and analysts and whatnot, just you know, telling their stories and and getting choked up and crying during the on air and um, 
one of the stories I really love too that I remember hearing a while ago was, and I'm I can't get his, the it, it right if if he was a kid and watching other kids at a game, or if he was grown and saw kids at a game. But he said that there was kids at a game with their cameras out and taking pictures of these stars and just they came here to see them, and that's what he took along like. I don't. He always pushed through his pain or injuries because he didn't want to let any kids down. He didn't want to yeah. shorten his minutes or anything like that because the kids came to see you know them play, and I thought yeah. that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so I, I could, re- uh, you know, recite what players said. That would take too long and stuff, but um, and the reactions and commemorating um, a lot of. What a lot of uh, like players and teams have done to commemorate this past week, um, I think, is amazing. Um, Trey Young for the Atlanta Hawks, um, actually Gigi's favorite player, wore number eight, and he took an eight-second backcourt violation. Uh, he won the game with 14 points, 14 sorry, 45 points, 14 assists, and six rebounds, and he also had a. Um, made a shot that went in that was just more than the half-court line. Um, that was kind of eerie to me because I'm like, oh, Kobe's helping him. <laughs> uh, both teams of the Raptors and Spurs game took a 24-second shot clock violation. Um, Giannis, I don't know if he's grieving or what, he deleted or deactivated his uh, social media for now. Um Players are informally retiring number eight and number 24, which I think is amazing because you have to kind of submit that paperwork in or that request, and the NBA looks at it on a player basis, um, and it also usually takes, like, to the next season. But I think they see the impact, so they're letting them do it. Um, there's actually Quinn Cook from the Lakers changed his number to 28 for uh, 2-8 and eight for Gigi and Kobe. Um, there's one player, I forget his name, but he said he's not changing his number. I think it was 24, but he said, I, was just about I to got the number for Kobe. I'm going to keep it for Kobe. Yeah, which I can respect. I respect yeah. that. Um, UConn reserved a seat for uh, a number two jersey for Gigi. Um, she really wanted to go to UConn and play there. Hmm. Um, Philly, the Sixers, um, had a number 33 jersey on the court. That was Kobe's high school jersey. Um, and commemorated him there. Um, this is what I thought really stood out too. Fifty Cent announced that he will stop arguing with people. I don't know if that'll hold Wait, up, really? but I'm like, if that has yeah, such an impact. I saw that bullcrap online too. It, that no, no, well, nobody believes Fifty. If anything, he'll probably get shot another nine times, and then he might consider it. Make it eight, okay? Because Kobe. You're um, right. Lids, You're right. Twenty-four. Eight. Uh, okay. <laughs> Lids is uh, giving out free custom Kobe embroidery on any hats. The NBA All-Star game that's coming out soon, um, they're going to have a new rule that in the fourth quarter, oh God. they're not going to have a time on there in the first team to get 24 points in that quarter. Then the game will end. Whoa. Well, here's the thing. It's a little, okay. That's kind of slick. I was going to bring this up. It's going to be really weird. So... Okay, so each, and maybe I read this wrong because you're the sports guy. So each quarter, they're supposed to be start. I'm also, the headline only guy. <laughs> oh, each, so, so each okay. So each quarter, they're supposed to be starting over points. 
Then on the in the fourth quarter, oh, they, they take the cumulative points and they add twenty four points to it, and that becomes the goal. So let's say one one team has a hundred and one team has ninety five. You will add twenty four points to their total, meaning the first team in the fourth quarter to get to one hundred twenty four because the main the the team in the lead add twenty four points to that. So one hundred first team. And it's hypothetical to get to 124 would then win the game. Oh. But here's my issue. Two things. One, why are we starting every quarter? Two, why don't we just add 24 points at the beginning as as like an honorary thing? Like just say we're going to start off the game with every team has 24 points in honor of Kobe. Because the- that's not the mob mentality. Ooh, yeah. I was going to say, you want to get whoever gets to 24 points first. Yeah, that yeah, means for that the shit. other team's not going to get 24 points. Yeah, it'd be disrespectful to Kobe that everybody yeah. just Give it to him. gets a trophy in the, in the beginning. I work for this shit. Get that 24. Yeah, they might as well start at zero. So That would would be a, what my suggestion is. Okay, we went up to this point. Y'all been winning. Now we start at zero versus 24 wins. Who going to win? That's, but that's basically what it is. That's the first to 20. That's exactly what it is. Why are you even caring about the rest of the points that they earn? Because the first, the first person to make 24, but here's the thing. If you were the team that was down, you had 95, now you got to make what? Thing 29 is like points? Football. But like, I'm saying, if, if, you have the, if, you, if you have to go to the 124, but I'm saying, like, <laughs> if at the fourth quarter they, you know, all right, you know, it's been a great game, that has been close, da 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 um, what we're gonna do now is we're gonna zero out everything. First twenty-four wins and out of Kobe. That's would be that would be my suggestion. I agree. I don't think they should add it on to whatever yeah. total cumulative. No, just first of twenty-four. Yeah, zeroed out. Now we play for real. Now this is the the mom mentality round. You know, or mom mentality. Yeah, right. I feel that. First feel eight that. points, their team gets a specialty thing. Right. Like a video game or something. They'll, I don't know. A it's, game breaker. They get a right. game breaker. Or first shot. He's right. on fire. First shot. <laughs> Two, it's twenty twenty. They'll figure that shit out. Yeah. Um, the Lakers Clippers game. Magic icon appears. The Lakers Clippers game was also postponed. Um, the last time that the NBA postponed a game was the Boston bombing, and before that was JFK's assassination. That was wild. Yeah, that was wild. I was hoping that they would postpone it or something. At least let like you got to let people grieve too, but also in honor of him. Like you, and the crazy thing is if you if you look at the footage of. What's been going on this week, and just like what people have been like to, to see, to see what was his name, Tyson Chandler? He's a play for the Rockets now. He's Ooh. on the bench, and he got the information while he's sitting on the bench oh. about Kobe. Like, bro, his the way his the way he was like breaking down. Like, and they show footage of LeBron like getting off the plane, learning Kyrie. Um, there's a petition for the Staples Center to retire and hang a number two jersey for Gigi. Um, but yeah, all his um, his professional achievements, his five championships, he you know league MVP, um, two times Finals MVP, his Oscar that he won. He still said that the thing that he was most proud of was being a father, and we all see that girl dad. Hashtag girl dad. Yeah, that was an amazing story. Um, and I think the tough part too was his post retirement. We all saw his like he had a lot in the tank that he was trying to do like he was hooking up with uh like photographers and directors trying to gain more knowledge for stuff um writers illustrators writing books um he was like co-writing a book with someone and they decided to not let it be published any longer um ts did you have any thoughts about the girl that hashtag i think it's stupid as fuck dude 
So, it's cool that dads are taking pictures with their daughters and they're highlighting their relationship with their daughters. That's a beautiful thing. I think it's a beautiful thing that fathers have a relationship in any of their children's life. Continue to highlight that. That's a wonderful thing. I just don't care for the actual title girl dad. Like, that makes me think of... Transitional trans- Sammy? Yeah, that yes, makes me yes. think of Caitlyn Jenner. Like, that's a girl dad. Right, exactly. <laughs> Demetri Martin and, had a joke like actually, that. Caitlyn actually posted one with... Uh, uh, Right, and, uh, that's Kendall. a girl dad. And hashtag girl dad, and I'm like, if I this had... one for you, bro. Like, this no, it was for her. It's literally in the fucking name. If I had a daughter, if I'm blessed in the world to ever have a daughter, and this hashtag came out, I would have, it'd be hashtag girls dad, like apostrophe S dad, like I'm a girl's father, I'm a girl's dad. That's I am not, not a girl dad. Hashtag, you can't put the, you can't put anything but regular character yeah, well my hashtags would have a fucking apostrophe in it because i am hashtag not... girls and right girl and then apostrophe <laughs> s dad thank how you about, dog. how about just father daughter like I mean, yeah, it, exactly it, you know like, that's all i'm saying i i don't feel the whole girl dad so thing not, it's no not, i'm it's not, not a lady man sorry <laughs> i'm a not a girl boy right. mm. did you get the point though yeah, we got it. We got it. This, it was the hashtag. No, did yeah, you get the, the point, hat. though? No, I think the girls that used to have a point, but now they don't have a point. Don't worry, I got you. They have a fourth entry way. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. This is about Kobe. You're right. sorry. You're the one that brought some shit up. I, you said it. You said You talked about it, and I just... And his face. Provoked. No, his, he made a face, and then his face... So, Lil Wayne has a new album, unfortunately, called Funeral, um, and I'm <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately it has a new album. Um, but on the eighth track, there's a 24-second moment of silence and music, and Lil Wayne does uh, skateboarding, so McCoy. That was a great ending. It was actually a wonderful ending. Kobe did a good, Kobe did a good I think that was Kobe did, I, mean, I called you Kobe again. I called you Kobe again. That's, that's another thing. Um, that's the second time McCoy has called me Kobe on purpose. Oh, not what? On purpose. Hashtag right. girl dad. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Cody made a good point again. Uh, great music segment. I think that was a great tribute to Kobe. It was. It was. It was. R.I.P. Uh, Black Mamba. Also, I would like to point out that uh, LeBron James got a tattoo that's quite cool. Of, I'm still waiting to see okay. it because I didn't. You Google it. Yeah. It's, it's it's really Is it dope. Out yet? Because they just saw like oh, it will be Anthony Davis. Yeah. Anthony Davis got one too. Yeah, yeah. man. Shout out. I, I'm only saying it because like I really want to get another tattoo soon, and so shout out to anybody that's getting new tattoos and they're dope. Me too. So hey, man, we're gonna talk about that after the pod because I gotta find a new tattoo artist because I don't. What it do, L? Listen, music. I so, do that. What it do? Not, not that one. Not not him. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Okay. No no. Oh yeah, that's right. Bushes. Okay, cool. Right. So. In honor of Kobe Bryant, no. Tacos rule. In honor, please edit some of this out. Yeah, the part that TS was talking. Right. <laughs> Go that? Yeah, please. They edited their own shit out. So, no, anyways, no I, <laughs> so in honor of Kobe Bryant, that's number twenty-four <laughs> and formerly number eight as well. Formerly both numbers. Um, that's really a fucking dope tattoo. It is. I wanted. I wanted to talk to the people today about. Sports and athletes in sports who have actually dabbled and kind of jumped across that line of a musician. And throughout the history of uh, professional, you know, sports, 
a lot of times, you know, and I got this quote, not, not I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but Lil Wayne, who is a rapper and is actually big into like sports, often said that rappers want to be athletes and athletes want to be rappers. When he said that, I was like, yeah. what, what, what I've heard all, I didn't hear Lil Wayne say that ever, but I did hear someone say that. Yeah, years. I believe that. I believe, I believe it was, it was a, there was a, an interview and it was, there was like two people being interviewed and it was Kevin Durant and then there was, I forget who the music person was. Was it Davies? Because Kevin no, Durant and Davies played together in college. I know, it wasn't him. I forget, but sorry, go on. But basically that quote, uh, that quote has always stuck with me because if you think about it, think about the references in rap and hip hop and it just in music in general where they reference sports people. Yeah. And they reference, I mean, you can talk about a gun and somehow reference a jersey number. You can talk about just like your stats and how great you are. How many, how many times, have, dude, in between the years of 2003 and 2010, the amount of LeBron James references from Redmond, I'm like the 20, I'm like 30 some year old LeBron or, um, even Lloyd Banks reference on his debut album, he referenced LeBron James, and that his, his debut album came out came out in like Lil Wayne's got a, a oh song four. called Kobe. You don't, you don't know that? Oh yes, I do know that. I saw, Wait, I, that's not my, new. <laughs> my, my 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 girlfriend Alexa, who is a huge huge Lil Wayne fan, played that the day Kobe died, and played it like another time. I think like last night we were listening to it, but yeah. So she put me. I didn't know that. I didn't know that until Sunday though. So. Oh. Yeah, so I knew I know that Kobe or that Wayne has referenced Kobe a lot though in his music. Someone so just said, "Give us Kobe back and take NBA, young boy." <laughs> He's not even in the NBA. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, but okay, so some of, just in terms of like musician or athletes who have dabbled in music, Kobe himself uh, dabbled in music a lot. Actually, Kobe was actually in a in a rap group, which name I cannot pronounce. But it comes from the Karate Kid, I believe. Their group, their group. Cobra Kai. No. Was it written yeah. in Mandarin okay. or something? <laughs> Pull out some of this shit. I'll find it. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bro. That was good. That was good. That was good. We. I'm with it. I'm with it. That's what she said. Oh boy. That's what she said. Oh. Alright. <laughs> He's like, I'm just gonna start talking. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Sober Cody, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> no, it's from the, the martial arts film Kid with the Golden Arm. Yeah, the group name was uh Danielson. <laughs> Chi Saw? Yeah. Chiisa? Yeah. Is it the Chi or Kisa? Kisa. Kisa. Listening to our resident um, Asian multi, multi-language uh, guy. School words, cute. He's like, I like manga. Yeah. <laughs> but no. So Kobe was in a rap group as a teenager by that name that actually signed to Sony Records in the mid-90s, like right after he was in the NBA. Like right after he got, you know, drafted to the NBA. So what the company wanted to do was like capitalize off of his like NBA fame. And at the time... And they eventually pushed him to be a solo artist. They never really, it seemed like they never really, and this is just kind of speculation, but they never, it seemed like they never really wanted the rest of the group. They wanted Kobe Bryant because of his name and what he was and what he was doing. And so, 
He said he wanted to be like Will Smith. Yo, could you imagine if Kobe put all his time, talent, and energy into Music. rap or <laughs> just anything else? Yeah, look, so well, he did and everything else, but he was and he was great at everything. Unfortunately, I except think most for music <laughs> <laughs> wasn't most of his time and energy put in the basketball. Though. Yeah, for sure. Well, for yeah, sure. but like even like I was talking about with post, uh, like retirement wise. Yeah. Um, he got an Oscar for his yeah. poem and. Okay. But I think see, rap is a young man's game, so. In order for him to jump in, well, right? He would have been. He would have been. Good. Well, see. Then again, though, we can't make that excuse for him because we're gonna get to it, Shaq. But Kobe. So Kobe. Kobe see. was. He was. Um. Signed. Him and his group were signed to Sony Records. Sony really. It seemed like Sony really wanted him as a solo artist. So he ended up being on uh, the song "Hold Me" by Brian McKnight and the remix to "Say My Name" by Destiny's Child. Which, as a rap fan, I'm gonna tell you right now. We could have potentially done without that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying Kobe's bad, but I'm just saying that, that wasn't the greatest verse of all time. And I, and again, listen. So he planned to drop an album called Visions, and he even dropped a single called Kobe, featuring Tyra Banks in the year 2000. Kobe was gonna drop a single called Kobe. He did drop a single called. He Kobe. did. Oh, it was an acronym. It was K dot O dot B dot E. Like Dame. Yes. D dot A dot. Yeah, that guy. Um, we're gonna talk about him next. And then, um, <clears throat> but but he dropped the most song. Kanye shit ever. <laughs> I'm gonna, my name's Kobe. I'm gonna do a song called Kobe. Right, right. <laughs> and that was his first single, and they dropped that with Tyra Banks. It didn't do too well. Um, and so Sony eventually shelved the album, and they dropped Kobe Bryant from the label. Can you think about think about that though? A label dropped Kobe Bryant. A label dropped Kobe Bryant. You wanna look it up? Oh, I'm not. Oh, okay. <laughs> You trust me that much? It appears he missed the mark like Shaq does his free throws. Right. And that's why. Bazinga. All right. So, yeah, Kobe (laughs) actually dabbled in music. Kobe is one of many Sony told Kobe to get the the rebounds, but he couldn't do it. Man, listen. Damian Lillard, who currently plays for the Portland Trailblazers, and he put up, I believe it was, what, 58 points? Was it 58 points or 48 points he put up uh, last game against the Lakers last night? Who? Damian Lillard. Um, I do not know the exact number. Okay, I believe I actually believe it was forty-eight. It was more than two, less than sixty. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Damian Lillard, who put up double digits, I almost gotcha. he had a double double, almost <laughs> did a triple double last night, but he was one short. He was one assist short of a triple double. Damn. So that's not Mamba mentality. It it might be. No, Kobe um, would have got it. He would have got forty-eight. Thank assists. you. Thank you. How many he was he was he did a double double for sure and I think he was one point one assist short of a triple double, but he is also an MC from Oakland who was on Sway Sway in the morning and that motherfucker you you know about Sway's freestyle that motherfucker was on there and, and was rapping and had Gary Busey on there his doped up fucking ass had Gary Busey on there like giving him props Gary fucking Busey come on man so he has put out a couple bodies of work really kind of good and even beef with Shaq in the fall of 2019 over comments about um no one taking Shaq seriously as a rapper <laughs> oh yeah that was Remember in that? the fall of last year yep yep Co- uh Kobe Cody oh I heard you have the first time Kobe oh yes oh god I, I gotta stop doing that I'm sorry you guys I wish you would keep it up. Kobe record on uh, everything Co- Kobe record on everything okay I'm definitely changing my email address right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> white mamba hit ass okay 
Um, what's your favorite song by uh Dame Dollar? That's Damian Lillard's rap name, not Dame Dash. So <laughs> He has a song with Lil Wayne off his last mixtape. Is that correct? Called last album called Sorry. Last album called Sorry. Yo, Cody. I'm gonna say Kobe again. Fucking name. Okay, so Big Dollar, D O L L A, on Apple Music right now. He 2019 dropped it last year. He has a song with uh, Lil Wayne. It's like a and it's called Sorry. That motherfucker. That slap. That bitch slapped hard. So, Damian Lillard can definitely... He definitely is barred the fuck up. He definitely got bars. He's and got it's so weird when you... When you, think of, when you think about rappers becoming... Or, or athletes becoming rappers... Trying to, like, not think about them as... As, like, athletes... It's so much corny shit. Like, I don't want to hear you rap, bro. Shoot the Well, ball. that's because... Alright, so... Just because you can rhyme does not mean that you have the swagger of a rapper. Does yep. not mean that you have the time. <laughs> Don't do that again. All right. Okay, so. That's the point of it. <laughs> Thank you, Kobe Record. Yes. It's sticking. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's where um, it gets weird. When you have anybody that's not a rapper try to rap yeah you can see and you can feel the awkwardness in the studio like they're it's a try hard type thing like uh, you don't really have the the technique and the skill to ride the instrumental to really compose a good track it's just kind of cheesy and then you can see the same thing like if a rapper tries to jump into acting yeah or if a rapper i mean a lot of rappers do play sports and stuff like that but you can see the difference between a professional who does it 24-7 versus somebody who's doing it uh, for fun. I also think there's also the perspective that we um, push on the people that because we attribute them to a certain thing, they can only no do matter one thing. what they do, yeah. it's always going to be, but you should stay to, you know what I'm saying? To pimp a uh, butterfly. Yep. I, I think, think that applies for like the first time. So, I mean, if we were to see um, Chris Brown sing and he can dance, okay, dope. But then if you see him on a football field, you're like, nigga, you can't play no ball. And, and then the, when he catches the ball the first time, you're like, okay, I guess you can't play ball. And the crazy thing is Chris Brown is fucking good as fuck at basketball. basketball yeah. Chris He's Brown crazy. will bust your ass on the court, bro. And that's not even... So he be in plenty of celebrity games. He will... Chris, Chris Brown will get in your shit. He will embarrass you. Shit. <laughs> I did that reference on purpose. Ah, uh, look at look at him. He, you know, he got us. Do say football, but all right. Thinking that sometimes. <laughs> but, um, but no, Russell, you're right though. Like, there's a lot of times where, and and I think we as fans, it's hard for me to see Kobe Bryant with the fro rapping with Brian McKnight on Hold Me. Well, that's because it wasn't even that bad. Honestly, the say that say my name verse. Look, most people can't do everything good yeah there's only a few select people who can cross over between jamie genres Fox. yeah like jamie fox or crossing between professions and things like that will smith yeah will smith jamie fox and the, the, the funny thing is common mm-hmm. i believe it was common, who had yeah, a conversation. common he had a conversation with uh samuel L. jackson in the late 90s early 2000s and he basically told him like common said yo i'm about to get this he's like this acting shit I want to be good. Like, I don't just want to be a rapper that's acting. I want to be good at this. And Common told, and 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 uh, Samuel Jackson told Common, you got to study this shit. Mm-hmm. Right. And Common went back and studied it. And Common has done some amazing shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it? Smoking Aces. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a, he has a movie called Love, which I oh my god, 
I highly encourage everybody to watch this movie. L-U-V, Love. It's on Netflix. You can find... that Common acted his ass off in this movie. one of the John Wick movies. Common was? Yeah. I believe it. He yeah, was also... As an assassin, too. He was also... He was also in Suicide Squad. Mm-hmm. He was also in Suicide Squad. He was in uh, the movie with uh, uh, Queen Latifah, too. And, um... Yep, uh... uh Hart... No, what the fuck uh, is that called? Um... Just Right or No, no. It's something like that. It's something um, like that, man. With, uh, what you call it, wife? Robin Thicke wife. Yeah, he was a, oh, he was a basketball right. player. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, so... It's hard to like cross over, but I think if you put in the work, yeah, I think if you show the people that you put in the work, like Common had that conversation and he you can't told, just be like, I'm a basketball player, so I'm gonna be good at this or something. Right. Don't right. be no, don't be no rapper doing one movie. Like yo, low key, I'll accept, I'll accept Ice Cube, LL Cool J, Dude, and, D- Cube and DMX great. in any and, and and Will Smith because he was a rapper first in any movie, mm-hmm. in any movie you put DMX. You put Ice Cube, you put LL Cool J or Will Smith, and I'm a I'm a look at this movie like that's not Todd Smith or fucking O'Shea Jackson. Mm-hmm. This is Lieutenant whatever the fuck he's playing in this movie because mm-hmm. they actually have done it enough times and they've been committed enough times to where I'm like you're an actor yeah. as well as a rapper. Right. You know what I'm saying? And like Tia said, they've they've studied to really hone their craft because Ice Cube, the actor now. It's not the same as the rapper he was when he was in NWA and yeah, he had his sure. single uh, project. Fuck the police and you now you're playing an undercover cop. <laughs> right. No, no, he played the teacher. Like, you know, and right. you, you believe him that he could be a teacher, you know what I'm saying? Right. And but that's the difference. He can still bounce back to rap if he wants to For because sure. he knows he both of the crafts very yeah, well. Very yeah. well. And the funny thing the funny thing about Ice Cube is that if you ever listen to his rap, his rap is always fuck the system. Mm-hmm. You know, fuck racism. Fuck his rap has always been yeah. that for twenty five years. When he's behind the mic, Cube is Cube. But when Cube has a script in front of him, he's he is that character. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. And I think that's. I mean, we're we're all saying the same thing. As long as you're doing both crafts, as long with as you the got same that mom- mamba mentality, yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, no matter what you're doing, you're probably gonna come out okay. I doubt Kobe put his heart and mind and passion into rapping as he did with sports, or else he would have been a lot better over time. Went to Ben Kendrick. Okay, I don't know about all that, but maybe mob mentality. M dot. <laughs> oh, wait, Kobe K dot squared. All right, so to the okay. eighth power. So you got Kobe. Got Damian Lillard. There are a couple other people I want to mention, like Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho from WWE fame has actually been the lead singer in a heavy metal rock band called Fozzy since 1999. Did not know that. Yep, yep. Now, here's the thing. Chris Jericho, that group and that band, Fozzy, have released seven albums since the year 2000. Seven. Since since when? 2000. 2000. Since 2000. They've released seven albums. Some of Jericho's uh, hiatuses from the rain and from WWE was have because he was recording be- and touring. Exactly, he wanted to do more with his band, and he took that serious. They've done world tour, They're all that shit, bro. Hmm. That's dope. Because so, his ass can't be flying off the top belt or top <laughs> rope all the damn time. Right. Dave right. Grohl broke his leg and still played. Whatever. <laughs> Two chains broke his leg and still went around. I mean, Dave Grohl's better man. than Two Chains. That's debatable. But I. Excuse me, sir. I know. Who did. Okay, I wait. really don't think that's debatable wait, wait, at it, all. Wait, wait, just relax. I'm it, not saying anything bad not, about Two Chains. I'm not saying anything bad about Dave Grohl because it's Dave Grohl. Come on, I know. I know. Who Dave, it's not okay. Dave Grohl's important. 
Come on. We all know who Dave Grohl is, but I'm saying. Talking about Foo Fighters? Yes. Yeah, we're talking about Nirvana. Nirvana. Yeah. But, yeah. But, oh, Nirvana? Yeah. I forgot he was in Yes, yes. He's yeah, in this debatable that Dave Grohl no, is okay. greater than two chains. Okay, because, because I, don't like, I don't like... Okay, here's the thing. It depends on what you mean by great. So, <laughs> Chris Jericho's done amazing things with that rock band. <laughs> also, two, two people who are actually in music who beforehand or during their music uh, tenure went back to sports. Suge Knight played defensive end for the Los Angeles Rams in 1987. So before or after he murdered people? Or during? Uh, Probably during. Uh, he, oh. Before, technically, if we're talking about what he was convicted of. Um, so here we go. Here goes. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> um, so Suge Knight in 87 played for the Los Angeles Rams as a replacement player because they were going through a 87 player strike and they called their players back because he was on their practice team. And he was on the uh, the team before that that didn't make the final cut when the season came, and he was uh, called back for the player strike to fill in as a defensive end. So Suge Knight actually played in the NFL for two games. Master P actually played for the Charlotte Hornets in '98 for the preseason, and the Toronto Raptors in '99 for the preseason. Did not get on called on for the end of it. That soldier had limits. Oh, <laughs> that's what he, she said. He met it in basketball. <laughs> so I, his, uh, I didn't know what's going on, but listen, you saw it. What? Now you know. Anyways, Master P played for the Charlotte Hornets in '98 during the preseason, and in Toronto Raptors during the preseason of '99. Did not get called on at the end of the season or at the start of the season, so he was just on the on the preseason squad for both teams. But he did, and this is in a high, this is in the height of no limit. Y'all gotta understand. He had limits. This is in the at the height of no limit. Like these niggas dropped in what was it? In ninety, it was in 90, 97 or ninety eight. These niggas dropped twenty seven albums. Things that make you go, na 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 na. But listen, na 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 na. But there was even get jiggy with it. Meta world, meta world piece, aka Ron Artest. Actually, raps. He dropped a couple of a couple of decent tracks called uh, "Go Loco." Forty-eight points. And yes, yes. <laughs> "Go Loco." Thank you, Internet Explorer. And champion. <laughs> Metal World Peace had a, like a super East Coast Jewel Santana ass flow. This nigga reminded me of like he was in Dipset or some shit. Uh, and I know he's from New York or whatever. Uh, I think he's from. Dipset. I think he's from Harlem. So like uh, that makes sense. I mean, it matches his persona too. So. Yep. Yep. Fool ass nigga. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Eamon Shumpert, who was actually married to Tiana yeah, Taylor. Iman. Iman Shumpert, yeah. He's from Chicago, but he raps and he was he actually got a couple of singles and I he's good. And he was in the he was in the twenty nineteen BT Hip Hop Awards Cypher. There was only one rap really? cipher this mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah. he, and yo, this nigga killed it. There were only there was only one cipher this year. One serious rap cipher. The other cipher was a comedy cipher. <laughs> and they divorced Harrison Ford. Yeah, they should have. <laughs> um, that shit was pretty horrible. But too many napkins. Okay. Like when I'm planning. <laughs> but I'm planning. <laughs> Damn it! If it wasn't for COVID, this episode would be called "Look What I'm Planning." Um, <laughs> look what I'm captain planning. Um, so look how I'm captain with a bunch of napkins <laughs> and a sandwich. Look at a Wonder Woman fapping. Must have rabbit. Look at all right. All right. So listen. But. Over all those people, that's one person I have to mention before we leave this segment, and that's Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq Diesel. Shaq Diesel. He is probably the most, he is the best-selling and most successful athlete-turned-musician. 
Shaq these will be shacking. Shaq <laughs> Look what he's planning. And what he's acting. While he's rapping. Oh, God. I hate my podcast. <laughs> Having... Get you a group of friends like mine. <laughs> right. Fast forward. I, lie. I hate my friends. <laughs> Look what they're planning. Um, so listen. Shaq Diesel is the best-selling and most successful athlete-turned-musician. Having both... Legs. Arms. Balls. Having both... Quenders. <laughs> Girl Hashtag girl dad. Russell, help, bro. Damn, you know what I mean? Go right back to the phone. Okay. Shaq is actually the best-selling and most successful athlete-turned-musician, having both platinum and gold-certified albums. Multi. He was originally signed to Jive and released his first album, Shaq Diesel, in October of 93. Said that he's platinum. The, uh, <laughs> actually, he's platinum, yeah. Did he go double platinum once? I don't believe so, but... Platinum and platinum. <laughs> TS knows this story. So listen, Shaq won platinum his first album next year. Dropped another album, Shaq Fu, The Return, also won platinum. Thank you, TS. No platinum. problem. Platinum and platinum. He also starred in Shazam. <laughs> he did start... That was Kazam. Kazam. Yeah. Kazam, but it's cool. He's actually the first... Kaz out. Which... Kaz out. He's also the first... He's, well, what I looked up, he's also the first black person... In history, to play a comic book character on film. Mm. Wait, what? Steel. Do you remember Steel? Do you remember? Do you remember Steel? Mm-hmm. What about Blank Man? Do you remember, but he wasn't. A, didn't, Blank Man didn't actually have a comic book. He was a comic book based character. Oh, there was okay. no Blank Man comic book. He was just mm-hmm. like a. Uh, it was just a movie. I believe written, it was before like, oh, a comic book character, but he wasn't. Didn't actually have a. Comic okay, book. okay, okay. I feel it. Steel. I go through my Rolodex right now. <laughs> Steel. Steel <laughs> is actually a comic book. I had to, dude. I had to steal toy. Dog. I thought I was the coolest kid ever at seven or eight years old with the fucking steel action figure. He played steel in a movie, and that was the, uh, uh, officially the first African American or black comic book character on film. Damn, Shaq did that, and I love that movie by the way. I'm sorry. So he did that. Then um, his next, so Shaq Fu: The Return, released in '94. That eventually won platinum in '95. He worked with Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. On the song "Too Bad" for Michael Jack for MJ's history album, he worked with the Jackson. He worked with the Jackson. <laughs> he played steel. He was the captain. Uh, <laughs> by '96, he had. That's when he was signed the job. By '96, he went to Interscope, which at the time was a rap juggernaut. In '96, you got to believe Dr. Dre, Tupac, and Snoop Dogg were signed to Interscope through Death Row. Yep. Shaq ended up on Interscope for them for for Interscope to be like we're gonna sign Shaq. Come on, man. Toby couldn't do that. And released he released the album Can't Stop the Rain. Guess who was on that album, though? He had a song <laughs> on the title track with Biggie. Mm. Biggie Smalls. He is Biggie. He is very Biggie. He's very Biggie. <laughs> that yeah, album eventually won gold. But yeah, to um, to confirm your... Um, Dave Bro better than 2 Chains. No, the yep. whole um, Steel being the first African-American character... Came out in 1997. Blade came out in 1998. You said, what came out in 1998? Blade. Blade. Well, shit, hey. He still beat Blade. He, yeah, he beat Blade. He beat, Blade. he beat Blade. So listen, man. <laughs> what you got to know is that Shaq is important to the history. Mm-hmm. Happy Black History Month. Because by the time y'all yeah, hear this, it'll definitely be Black History Month. I mean, I had yeah. peanut butter this morning. 
Okay. Happy Black History Month. George Washington Carver. Yeah. Oh, definitely, man. Because mm-hmm. I saw, I was like, what the fuck? Got it. Got <laughs> you it. Know. Guess what a black man Chicken, peanut butter. So anyways, no, yeah. So Cody had peanut butter, George Washington Carver. <laughs> so guess who actually brought up George Washington Carver? Maybe Russell. Oh. And you know what, what that means? Russell Prosity. So uh, <laughs> before we uh, we get off the, the music thing, uh, I do want to point out that um, Kobe's great. something interesting about... Um, Rappers and athletes is that Tony Parker has a whole album, G. What? Called TP. Yes, I, I, dude. Found that out this morning. Called TP. It's in French. French. And he yeah. rapping in French, bro. Yeah, fast as a mug, too. Yes, fast as a mug. Fuck the boots, people. Let me get it. Don't No, all right. But, um, so what I wanted to, to do first is, uh, first. Yeah, I didn't know who Tony Parker was. I'm sorry. Peter Parker. Oh, <laughs> From San Antonio? Really? Who? Uh, San Antonio Spurs. Oh, Very yeah. important over the last 15 years with wins and all that shit. Tony yeah. Parker. Yeah. yeah. Instrumental. He was married to Eva Longoria. I don't know if he still is. Oh, I know that name. Yeah. Like, where's she from, T.S.? I don't know. He knows the name. Cuba? Fuck. <laughs> Coronavirus? Mm. <laughs> I meant, like, career-wide. What show? Oh. <laughs> I wouldn't have that. Desperate I was definitely thinking of the geography, like right, uh, Spain, Longoria, Long Island. Yeah, I'm talking about the process. Yeah, rising to the top. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not doing this whole segment like that. All right. So seriously. First, R.I.P. to again, Kobe, Gianna. John, Carrie, Alyssa, Christina, Sarah, Peyton, and Ara. Um, those who passed in that helicopter um, for sure. tragedy. For sure. For sure. Um, that being said, um, let's talk about this whole language thing again. Um, like last week we talked about um, atmospheric, atmospheric pressure. pressure. And I wanted but to we deviate did not from mention that. BTUs. <laughs> yeah. What? Huh? The, the, the that's the unit that you measure atmosphere in. Yeah. Oh my god! Okay, this is <laughs> a nerd moment. Not here. <laughs> <laughs> We're both like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, I did want to talk about um, the whole language thing. Um, y'all know how I'm, I'm big on word choice and and yeah, the words you say. Cute. Who would have thought? Meaning, like, how would we dare? Like, actually, showing what you mean and meaning what you say and things of that nature. Um, so I, I spoke about, um, that word has 14 syllables. Those are rookie numbers. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the one for you. I spoke about the minimization and, um, the word choice that people use, especially around times of, of tragedy, um, and how we can offend when we're not trying to, um, like talking about girl dads when you're mourning your hero. <laughs> being intelligent being a girl dad. does not immunize one from offending. Um, the truth sometimes can hurt, as it is a two-edged sword. Quote immunization does not. Def- Wait, what? I said being intelligent does not immunize one from offending someone. Okay, sorry, a lot of big words and syllables at one time. <laughs> Had to break that shit down. So, so I go to on to explain that how we wield <laughs> and use the truth can affect the impact and effect of that truth. Yes. How we use our words can positively or negatively affect a situation. Got yeah, it. affect how people receive it or if they receive it at all. Um, so being rough and 
and callous and rude with our word choice can have a more damaging effect than what we're actually saying. Right. So words can have a more damaging effect the way we use them. Um, the example I used on um, Facebook was when I was referring to someone um, talking about the loss of a child as being only lost or only losing one child. Yeah, the fact um, that you said only. Like, right, and like, not realizing the fact that um, the more important, important part of that statement should be that someone lost their life. Someone lost a family member. Someone lost a friend. Someone lost an inspiration. Someone lost a connection. Someone lost a light. Uh, words matter. Words are deep. They are strong. They can be harsh. They can be rude. They can also be soft. They can also be comfortable. They can also be cleansing. Um, I know black people especially should be more mindful of the words they use because we know how much words can damage and hurt us. Fucking nakers. To be somewhat <laughs> relevant to today's, uh, um, it's, it's it's such a distressing thing to that. Um, as me and McCoy were discussing earlier, that word slips up, slip ups happen. I just had a word slip up there, um, but in certain media sources, in certain capacities. You can't afford for them to slip up, and especially how they slip up, you can't afford. Right, word slip ups will happen, mistakes will happen, but the timing of those mistakes can be dire to one situation. For yeah. sure. Yeah. So, um, one of my favorite comedians, as I always bring him up, is Godfrey, and um, I was listening to him this week, and he helped me, um, rediscover something about a specific uh, comedian who I personally had um, been, I guess, way too small-minded in my thinking about. Um, so Tiffany Haddish, she showed me her in her purest form. I thought you were going to say Will Ferrell got released here. Okay. Oh, no. Tiffany Haddish, though. Tiffany Haddish in her purest form. Um, I used to... Initially, in the, in the background, some fine bitches. Coming <laughs> you can tell they're fine because of their voice. Right? Um, so I used to think, like, wow, she can be way too much. She can be, you know, there's a place for time for blah blah blah. Insert conceited, simple, single minded, close minded analysis and perspective here. Um, but what Godfrey and both Tiffany Haddish prompted me to do was to really take a look at her without all those words in my head, all those prejudices, all those things that I had pre-loaded um, against her and to really see who she is and who her character is. Um, she's been through a lot. Yeah. I uh, love Tiffany Haddish. Um, she's a, dope. A whole lot. And she is honest in her actions and intent. Um, she recognizes what is going on around her and is aware who means her good and, and who doesn't. Uh, she maintains respect in her actions and approach, but also chooses who she wishes to be a part of her life in her territory, in her atmosphere, and who she doesn't want to associate with. Um, not just her brand of, of, of comedy is maturing, but the way she does things is also maturing. And it's a phenomenal thing to see people that um, are in those higher places to be human and to be unapologetically themselves human. yeah yeah tiffany is definitely good for that uh, long story short on her background she was homeless and living out of her car but 
she kept her inspiration and drive to be a comedian. So she was still doing open mics and stand-ups and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. And when you're in the right place at the right time, the right things can happen. And fortunately for her, Kevin Hart was in the same place as her. And he vibed with her and liked her comedy. And then phew, she took off from there. Had she had given up on herself, she'd still be in her car or she could be doing anything and everything else. But she wouldn't be the Tiffany Haddish we see today. But not only that, um, it's it's attributed to her that she is, I don't want to say the victim of, but um, the receiver of what they call the Fred Sanford effect in um, um, comedy business. Um, Pat Moriarty who was better known as uh, Mr. Miyagi, um, had um, moved to L.A. because they couldn't afford the, their house where they were. And there was this house that he wanted, and he was on the... So he moved to L.A.? He was, yeah. He, right. he moved to a better part of, uh, or a cheaper part of L.A. Ah, okay. okay. Yeah, he moved to a cheaper part of L.A. because they couldn't move far. It was him and his family. Um, and he saw this house, and it was a house that he wanted... And it was cheaper than the other surrounding areas, but it was still fairly uh, priced out of his price range. Yeah. And so he went, he was like, let me talk to my friend, see if he can help me out or show me some um, some places I can go to kind of help me get this house. So he went and talked to Fred Sanford and he was like, you know, um, hey, man, you know, I got this house and it's, it's for me and my family. And uh, I'm not expecting I'm, you wait, to I'm, give I'm me. Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. When you say Fred Sanford, you don't mean like Red Fox. Right? Yes. I just said Fred Sanford because it's funnier. Um, Continue. Yeah, because Mr. Miyagi talking to Fred Sanford, that's funny right. fuck. <laughs> so he went to talk to I, I, Red Fox. I talk, so he went to talk to Red Fox. Um, cause he was, <laughs> he was, no, no, no. Don't switch up characters now. Well, he was Fred Sanford. It's because he was on the show at that time, and that's how he knew him. Wait, like, he was on the show? Yeah, he was he on, on the show. Yeah. See, I don't, I'm not as old as Russell. <laughs> I don't know my history. I'm, I'm stupid. So... Okay. So just to make it clear, so everybody knows what I'm talking about, Red Fox, Fred Sanford, he went to him and he was like, uh, "That's what that's it was his friend," and he was like, "Yo, um, is you know, can you help me out or do you know where I can go?" Da 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 da. And Red was like, "Oh well, you know, I had that much change on me, you know what I'm saying?" So he calls his assistant, and was like, uh, "Give me my checkbook. You want my check?" And he was like, "Here, I don't want you to pay me back. That's not what I want you to do. What I want you to do is to do it for someone else." And Passed that on, and it continues to go in some circles in the um, the uh, Hollywood industry to where people take care of people. Kevin Hart took care of Tiffany Haddish, and Tiffany Haddish is now bringing up other uh, comedi- yeah. comedians yeah. who uh, she does yeah. not uh, promote any jealousy or any like I'm the big this and that. You know what I'm saying? She just like yo, these people are dope. They have this talent. She refused a deal from Netflix so that she could put other people on, and. She's doing the same things that people she have had done a special on her. Netflix where she put other people. Yeah, on. that I was, was the say, thing. I was gonna say, wasn't it? Yeah, the but thing? she refused to do it unless they allowed that because oh, they originally so she wanted the her. solo deal. Yeah, and what if she snapped? Tiffany yeah, Haddish. Thank you, thank you, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah. So what? What I said all that to say that we also do that whole prejudging thing and fling certain thoughts and certain especially negative thoughts towards people without knowing who they are as a person. When Kobe first died, there was a slew of man. That's, you know, my dude's gone. Da, 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 da. I'm, I'm, and the sadness and the, the outcry from this can't be real was met with negative 
uh, connotations from other people. Yeah, finally that this that and the other um, things about him that actually weren't true, but because they were spread so so thoroughly in the media, because that's how negativity travels. People were celebrating his death instead of celebrating the person. Yeah. And then we got the whole nakers, knockers, whatever, knickers, whatever uh, you want to, however you want to pronounce it. Knickers, knockers, uh, knickers. Whatever, bucks and five. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but we're <laughs> we are quick to dismiss what or who we don't know. It's um, yeah, it makes. I mean, even when when NPC first started. It was us four, and one mic. our homie <laughs> Watley. Watley. We even had HR in here, mm-hmm. and Alexa was our yeah. HR or whatever. Don't mm-hmm. forget, you cannot forget uh, Tony Aces, aka DJ Walkie, aka Dennis McMurray, mm-hmm. and who's still in the background of our group chats. He just Once never says while, anything. Every three, four months, yeah. pop in. <laughs> but when we had all first started out, um, I think everybody had. I mean, McCoy knew everybody equally but nobody else really knew each other and i think there was an alpha male mentality whether we want to say it or not but everybody wanted to put forth that they are a dominant person not really they're a dominant personality but everybody had a strong personality that was trying to put forth i'm gonna and, clean these four floors real good right mm-hmm. <laughs> <Be the janitor. laughs> um i think we we were uh attacking each other more often and uh, ribbing each other more often and just trying to put everybody in their place until we finally figured out a nice balance of respect. Weaned out the weak one. I, I still rib you niggas. I was uh, going to say, I was going to say. But no, it no, doesn't wait, happen wait, as wait, often wait, 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 and it's wait, wait, more wait, wait, so wait. out of love now. He's right though because listen, you weren't at the, so, so listen, everybody, if you don't know this, in the beginning, our whole thing as a group was if you going to miss the pod, nigga, we on your ass. Mm-hmm. Listen to the first couple of pods that I missed, or that TS missed, or that Cody missed, or that might might have missed. We rib, we are on nigga. Listen, we didn't say anything I've called Russell stuff. very old and very fat many times. <laughs> I'm sorry, Russell, but listen, but listen though, but listen though, we've done that to each other. We called TS agent. We called me stupid because I can't read. Cody's white. Cody, you're white. Listen. But listen, yeah. but, wait, can't but, wait, hear or exactly. but listen, apparently I'm a white slave, but whatever. Definitely a slave. He's definitely a slave. But listen, but that has changed because I thought, I swear to God, T.S., I thought about this when you were not at the last episode. We didn't rip T.S. at all. No. At all. At, at all. Because what are we going to say? Just Asian jokes? Like, but because, not, but, but that's what you have to do. But, you got to go on this ass to be an Asian. Yeah, that's what <laughs> Skin. But but <laughs> not, you know, fish like what? But, but not even that. Um, let's talk about the the context <laughs> of that whole pod. Um, we came in. Did we did we needed to do? Had a great conversation. Um, fed off each other. And I even think you know with the different um, segments that we have now, we're more um, conversational. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. We are a group. But the point was. In the beginning, everybody had their own image of who the other person was based off of what they may have heard or seen on Facebook. And it took time, I think, to break that down. And learn our chemistry. Yeah. Open up our minds and be like, oh, Russell speaks like this and acts like this because of these reasons, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I feel it. Cody is Cody. And... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> no doubt. Yep, yep. This is a compliment. But it is though. Yo, you do a good job breathing. No, but listen though. You deserve to be you, and that's I think that's the best part about the podcast is that we don't we don't hold it against each other for being who we are. Right. Yeah. McCoy's gonna be who he is. He's gonna drop in every now and then, misread some shit, and then have to correct it yep. again. Like All I'm gonna time. come in and I'm gonna just fuck things up. Yeah, yeah he's week, gonna he's gonna not gotcha. Last he's gonna week not gotcha. you said Justin Timberlake's song "Yummy," and it's actually Justin Bieber. See, look, I Justin was gonna Bieber. say that in text. I was not gonna front his life no, off on fuck the that. <laughs> front my shit. I meant I know who I meant and thought. But Justin they're both Justin's like. They're, but no, yeah, but listen, well, yeah, whatever. Same, same, same. That's same, racist, right. though. I'm racist because no, that's it's not. two white Justins, and I went to Timberlake because I like and like. Or like it could have been just a, um, Wait, a, slip a slip of the tongue, slip of the mind, or something that. Shut, you shut didn't up, know what I'm saying? I mean, even even <laughs> even the lady who said the the Nakers or whatever, yeah, um, it's a combination of two teams. We know the Knicks and the Lakers, yeah, and it could have been with everything that was going on that day. Everything was high. Tension, pressure, stress. Everything was high. Kobe was a loved person for the most part. There were some people, of course, who hated him for whatever personal reasons they had. He's too goddamn perfect. Um, and, um, and for things that, that weren't even true. Um, but that's just how our society is. I mean, it's honestly a um, self-defense uh, self, uh, self mechanism um, and a uh, instinctual survival thing to prejudge people to see how they fit in your atmosphere, basically. Yeah, I think uh, you judge someone within the first couple seconds of seeing them. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're trained to do that, so that we know how they'll, they'll be in effect, if they'll be in effect, on our emotional, mental, physical, spiritual, social, economical um, well-being. So we immediately judge them uh, to put them into a, a category so that we can hold them there until either they prove themselves a different or we get closer and we have a connection attachment or we understand the substance between us right uh, and that's that's something that that happens with with time um, and time spent with that person um, so yeah initially we, we're gonna judge and it's you know it, it's like um, what's the what's the what's your boy name uh, Kobe Arian Foster? Arian Foster yeah he says you know um, he has a problem with judging people from his own experience because that's how he functions. He's like, you know, if you're struggling with something, and I'm like, you shouldn't be struggling with this because I wouldn't struggle with this. He's 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 um, aware to the fact that he knows that he functions differently, but he's also working on not judging people because they do, instead of understanding where they're coming from. Right. So, to kind of wrap this up, because this wasn't a long thing, I didn't want it to be a long thing. Um, what I want to say is that, um, that's what she said. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> in, conclusion, in conclusion, that's what she said. <laughs> I didn't want this to be a long thing. So, <laughs> thoughts, as I said before, become attached to feelings which manifest in action through words and actually performance. Um, if we work to control and use our thoughts wisely and kindly, I have no doubt that we will affect the change in our words, actions, and in our territories. Um, and with that, look forward to part two slash three of the whole atmospheric pressure thing. I, I agree with that a lot. I'm learning a lot about like uh, um, trying to, I feel like, I don't know if I'm wrong, I feel like it's kind of our nature to instinctively judge mm-hmm. right off the bat. But yeah. It's like, 
trying to like judge less or like combat that like oh this asshole cut me off well, it's like all right well maybe they're in a hurry like maybe there's a hospital that they got to get to or something like we don't know things and um, let it go of things that we can't control exactly we can't yeah a lot of that we can't control so, what we, we can't control is our thoughts and that's mm, the easiest thing you can control your actions that's I don't know true. how well you can control your thoughts, but you can definitely no, control your actions. It depends on what you mean by control, because control doesn't mean necessarily stop. Alter. That should be a better word, huh? Because you can control how your thoughts affect you or how they influence your actions and words. That necessarily means that you're controlling them or stopping them from happening. Because um, you're going to still but... probably have those thoughts because they're instinctual, as you said, but you can control what they actually do and where they actually go. Well, it was like... It was so that's controlling your actions, then. Well, no, like, I, I think well, it's... Well, like, before it gets to action, so yeah. Oof. The middleman? <laughs> I didn't know he existed. <laughs> he ain't been employed in a minute, man. It's just thoughts, actions. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's thoughts, and there's a process that... Because <laughs> a lot of times, it's not like... Hit this nigga and your arm just move, you know what I'm right. saying? It's sometimes it's like, I should hit this nigga. Well, you're going to have like a thought <laughs> that pops in your head that you can't control. Like, I didn't mean t- to think this. Mm-hmm. It just popped in my head. Right. But how you think about that thought or how you act upon it mm-hmm. is the thing. Yeah. Which is something that I think everybody needs to work on daily. Yeah. Because we're constantly being tried by different things all the time. And the better you get at um fixing this stuff the more new stuff comes up and now you got to figure that stuff out and that's what maturity is yeah and not only that learning how to learn what things you can just let kind of flow by you and (laughs) not worry about because it does no no good to just sit and worry about things or um, focus on things that you can't control you can't influence so yeah another thing i just want to add to that um I know I t- told you I was like re- learning a lot about Ramdas, mm. and he said that he has, or someone said that he has um, a lot of pictures on his table of people that he admires. Like he had Obama and Oprah, stuff like that. But he also had like George Bush at the time, which they said they probably he probably changed it to Donald Trump. And he says that he loves everybody. He does not like Trump, mm-hmm. but he loves Trump. So he tries to like look at the picture to like see like who the real true soul is behind it and like love that which i think is like you got to be really strong Oof. for that but i mean it's, um it's awesome it's 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 easy to say that you love people um it's harder to show it uh, as my late grandfather would always say love is an action word um what you do is how you show that love um yeah. you yeah. can love everybody but you don't have to like what they do you don't have to like how they act you don't have right. to like their per- personality he said it's, it's, it takes too much effort to hate somebody it's easier to just love too much energy too much effort and it puts wrinkles on your face yeah how are you gonna transition that fuck the story of the week (laughs) fucked up story of the week it takes a lot of effort to digest things that don't belong in your system yeah because it can rise into the top (laughs) exactly (laughs) like plastic (laughs) transition that (laughs) Yeah. Touché. That was good. I got good at words. Look at this in the building, yeah. So, the fucked up story of the week. Not that any story is more fucked up than the others. All of them are pretty fucked up. This one involves a turtle. A rescued green turtle pooped out plastic trash for weeks. 
And that's because of pollution. Um, just a brief story thing here. It says, unless you've been living under a soda bottle, ha, because it's plastic, for the past couple of years, you'll no doubt be aware that plastic pollution has become a worrying scourge on our planet's oceans. And the last grim illustration of this problem, a sea turtle has been rescued after being found with a belly full of plastic. While the turtle is now on the mend, vets say it spent the past month pooping out over uh, half an ounce of nylon bags, netting and assortment of other plastic trash. The green turtle was caught in a fisher's net off the coast of Argentine capital Buenos Aires on December 29th of 19. After being passed, or after being passed on to experts, um, an Argentinian-based conversation group, it was revealed that the turtle had a worrying amount of plastic stuck in its digestive tract. And um, yeah. it goes on to say that it's taken time and uh, for him to pass some of this stuff out, but it's just extremely sad how we just throw stuff away. We can recycle. We should be recycling more or mm-hmm. just do better with your trash. I... Not even low key, I high key at the highest of keys. Highest. Hate when I see anybody driving and then they're at a stoplight and then they just throw trash out the window. Yeah, me you could have kept that shit and then threw it away when you got to a trash can. I low key want to get a grab and just throw it back in the car. Exactly, <laughs> dog. <laughs> that like shit you is go ridiculous. To the gas station to fill up. There's always garbage there. Right. I just found a, or when we were tubing the other day, uh, there was a Jolly Rancher wrapper on the ground on the sidewalk and I picked it up and put it in my pocket. Look at you. I wouldn't did that, but yeah, I'm not using it. Right. Yeah, right. I'm not putting it in my pocket. I mean, I'll pick it up and find the trash. I don't know. There was not trash. Yeah. I'm not going to travel to find the trash. Listen. Okay. Listen. I, I love Earth. <laughs> <laughs> That's that mom mentality and, and, shit. Urban <laughs> recycling. That's that Lil Dicky mentality. Mm-hmm. What? Lil Dicky has a song called oh, Earth. About my Earth. Yeah. <laughs> that, shit, that shit's good, by the way. He has like 60 people in that song. Yeah, he does. There's, yeah. Mad amount of people like well, <laughs> I mean, it could be. It also. It it always can be worse. Like, of course, it could be better. It, it can always be worse. At least yeah, they didn't find. You know. So. Yeah. No, I'm saying that oh, as far as the turtles go, because like the yeah. the pat plastic plastic and stuff, um, they could still help with that. And 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 because if it was metal, you know, I might be on the fence about it. Wait, what? You might be alive, and then other animals would eat that. And... Yeah. 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 It, there's. Too uh too many stories about animals consuming plastic because it mistaked it for mistook it for some other being and it's just killing off our wildlife and yeah. stuff. But whatever. Killing our world period. Kobe ate a bowl of greatness because you are what you eat. Okay. At least I didn't eat them ornamental monsters. That Royce <laughs> that's only for Royce to five <laughs> Royce be eating. I'm not okay, oh wait. Alright, here's here's my moment to shine. <laughs> what the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> I don't know what the fuck going on, man. Read so, group chats. <laughs> I know, and I was reading, and I was like, uh, he's like, still what? like, what? <laughs> Let me read it again. Still don't get it. <laughs> Let me go to it real quick, and I guess I'll like, explain. So, <laughs> story time. <laughs> so, <laughs> Cody was talking about. That um, oh. he wrote, he he said the line, you know, you are what you eat, but I ain't never eat no goat or I never eat goat. Yeah. And so he was like, so he, T.S. was like, so is he is he your goat or is he not a goat? What is he saying? And <laughs> I was saying maybe he's out here eating bars or monsters, but autocorrect was like bars, ornaments, monsters. 
<laughs> and so then Cody goes, it's part of chapter three's intuition, ornament monsterology. And then I was like, chapter three, intuition, ornament monster kitchen, where it's be roasting these niggas, no go, but he ain't been kidding. And so that's where that came from. No goat, what do you mean, kidding? Yeah. And then I said, <laughs> Billy. Yeah, I contributed. I participated <laughs> with Billy Goat. Right. Yes, you so, get it. I had to explain it, otherwise you wouldn't have known. So that's Ornamental Monsters. <laughs> right. Royce eats bars Ornamental Monsters. And this is monsters. episode 57. Wait, no, think. there's a fun fact, and it's actually a fun fact. The eye makes movements 50 times every second. 50? Yes. I didn't... Check to see if that's also true for blind people. Unless you're watching Kobe but, dribble, because then it's 100 times. Yeah. The mo- the eye makes movements 50 times every second. That's damn near... Whoa. I was going to say it's almost once a second, but that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, almost. Hey, almost. One, one, one in 20... One, one, 52 a second, Jake. 52 a second. Wait. 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 50 <laughs> times per second. Per second? Yes. How? Nick, I don't know. It's probably the contractions of the pupil because it's a muscle in there and the light going in and out and focusing. Hell nah, bro. Get the fuck. Get this. That's been episode. 57 of Not Politically Correct. It's the homie TS, a.k.a. C-Nova. You know I gotcha. And you can find me on Twitter at C-Nova KPZ McCoy. It's your boy, McCoy, a.k.a. Miss What to Do, a.k.a. Young Splash God. And you can find me on just... Uh, Twitter <laughs> at Rimoko KPZ and all? just Snapchat at Rimoko Rebel. Cody. Copy Mamba Ghost. CD recording <laughs> everything. Let's go. Let's go. And Russell. Russ the Shaft Batman. Diesel. <laughs> Whoa. All right. Teddy Russ. <laughs> School Wars Q. Russ the Bus. Virginidator. <laughs> Virginidator. <laughs> can you explain to us what that. Nope, 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 nope. Not now. Where can we find you? <laughs> I don't want to learn on Twitter Snapchat ECKZ underscore R-E-Y-D-E-T that's X-rated and then on IG at Candid Cupidity C-A-N-D-I-D underscore C-U-P-I-D-I-T-Y I-D-I-T-Y I-D-I-T-Y that's pretty it and goes rising to the top <laughs> and don't forget you can find our Facebook group at Not Politically Correct Podcast you can like the page at NPC Podcast you can follow us and like our shit on Twitter at NotPCPodcast. And find us anywhere you can listen to things at iTunes, the podcast app, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Play, and Not Politically Correct. Spreaker. You said Spreaker the first Spreaker. time. SoundCloud. Spreaker, Spreaker, Sprecher, Z, Deutsch, all of that shit. SoundCloud. Right SoundCloud. Same, 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 same. And on that note, you know I always like to say, Mama. What? <laughs>